It's showtime. Okay, welcome to Three Men and Better Late Than Never, episode five. Uh, <laughs> went from recording a little late to in the evening to recording a lot later in the year, but I'm happy to say we're back uh, and with as much of a vengeance as anyone can have in 2020. I am today's host, right. Mitch, uh, joined my, by my team of, dare I say, competent otters. We've got Jarrett, Dandelion Dave Danders, and our mobile correspondent coming all the way from the shed, Sick Danny. All that work, no nickname. I know, I know. <laughs> Just unappreciated in the nickname department. Tell them to fuck off, Bucket Hat. <laughs> okay, guys. So bucket I, Hat stash. I, I guess we can catch up on our hellos here. I just wanted to start off with a quick check-in. Everybody got all your fingers and toes. We doing good? Yeah, that's yeah. about all I got at this point. <clears throat> you know, still have all my digits. It's really... Um, really what's up with the shed, Jarrett? Uh, yeah, well, if I was in the uh, if I was in the house, uh, I would be picking up the TV. And as the person who has to edit this, that sucks. So I, I went to <laughs> I went to a place. Oh, there we go. Uh, got the dog out here now, running laps. Um, nice, nice. Yeah, but uh, re- reporting from Minnesota, um, you know, took a little sort of momentary stay of the LA action. You know. Um, how long do you think you're going to be out there? Not when the winter comes. Tell that fucking much. Be, be the silver. Yeah, if, if Jarrett's in his shed in Minnesota at 8:30 in the winter, that's yeah. going to be a very different. Not going to bode well for him. No, no, there's, there's, there's no there. Yeah, I mean that's just because that's a tough, that's a tough sell. That's a tough sell to anybody. Like, you know, I, not only that, I, I, I've lived it. I, I know it. Like, I. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't new to you. You know. Yeah, it. Some, some people are like, "Oh, what's it going to be like?" It's like, "That's going to be me in Chicago." Oh, yeah. the winter will be fine. Except for yeah. no, negative ten is just regular here, I guess. Well, I think too that like Chicago is such a big city that it, it, it still it like actually builds itself to like, you can get around during the winter, similar to like New York, but Minneapolis is just big enough that like all the things that like suck about the snow, yeah. they do. Um, yeah. Okay, Danny, how about the stash? What, uh, what brought on this new flare of the lip? This is the, yeah, this is the first time I've been able to go um, in terms of that, like literally the hormones have kicked in for I think the final time <laughs> in my life and I'm able to grow <laughs> facial hair to some extent. I am toying with the idea of dyeing it black though, because it is, it is, I mean, it's very mousy, it's very... The old shoe shine maneuver. I just, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, I just always wanted it. I've always needed it, and it's a very Welsh thing, I feel, to to have it, and I want to embrace who I am and my nationality, and I think at the end of the day, I'm wearing a mask, 99% of the time, which by the way, but you should. Danny, yeah. can I ask you a quick question? Do you, do you, are, is your shed just aluminum on the outside? Like, is it just one big microwave? <laughs> it's actually it's lead. Just, yeah. Is it a Faraday cage? It's just lead You know what, as a, I'm joining you today on the, on the tales from the shed, you know, shed talk as it were. And uh, I don't have that problem. At least I, I can't hear myself having that problem. You know, and Danny, you could get a Wi-Fi. What are they extenders? Yeah, like, uh, right. Yeah. Just like, put something out there. <laughs> yeah, just hop out right now, Danny. Grab yeah. a quick. Why don't you just inch yourself closer to the right? Anything. 
Anything would work. You know what? Your Wi-Fi is just like your stash right now. Just sit out, sit we can, outside we of can the window. see it, but we can't really do much with it. Okay. I, I, leave me alone. I have a shed. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. And I just... Okay. Um, so, you know, good to hear about Danny's uh, shed before we get into the juice. Um, I just wanted to ask uh, one kind of kickoff question. What is one skill or lesson that you've learned during your quarantine? Take off go, questions, uh, I guess. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So I have the the funny thing is that in our first pod we talked about why well, I I'm also talked about the fact that if we do go a bit more in the you're gonna have to get manually things done and we're gonna have to as a society and civilization go a bit more in the direction of you can't just go and necessarily hire people to necessarily come to your house. People are maybe not as comfortable getting like around the house jobs done therefore you have to sometimes learn new skills um i started working for a stonemasonry company um which has been incredible um but i've been learning um see it's 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 been really interesting and really tiresome in a lot of ways uh, but i'd say that with the skill that goes with that I've had to learn how to make concrete, which is actually very tiring to do. I've had, I don't even know it as uh, mud or as my, um, you know, I, I, I work with, I work with some guys who um, predominantly they, they speak Spanish to each other. And then I, I'm the only one who doesn't speak Spanish. So they call it mezcla, which is. Are you trying to say you Spanish, learned Spanish and concrete yeah. building, you son of a I bitch? I learned Spanish. Back off. I'm throwing this t- no, you haven't. I'm i've learned how to make mud (laughs) oh so you're learning that you're a clay you're a potter now you're learning to make clay with your mud wow so i've learned how to make mud and i also know how to say in spanish it's great how do you say in spanish mezcala mezcala is that right i can't i can't prove you wrong mezcala (laughs) <laughs> we have uh, we have mudded, a- mudded Spanish is a, a barrow apparently. Yeah, that, as someone who's been taking Spanish lessons like every week, I can tell you right now. Or, no, or El anyone Lolo, who or El Fango. I know mezcal uh, is not. Yeah, bad. there's El Lodazal, which sounds close. Yeah, I think you maybe. Oh, it could also be just more of like a colloquial term. For or it, your too. guys are just making you say, "I need more tequila." Yeah, just all day that's, long. Well, that's my skill. I've been yeah. lied to, and I've been forced to make much. <laughs> so that's so yeah. Anybody else? Little quarantine skills. I personally would say that, like you know, I already feel competent in the kitchen, but I feel like I'm much more comfortable with like my herbs and my spices like generally i'm like oh you know it's rosemary it's basil it's like you know whatever thyme i didn't even know what the fuck thyme or coriander were and like now i feel a lot more competent using them yeah in terms of skills cooking is like definite plus one to that that's definitely the skill i've had to increase the most mm-hmm. like just the range of different stuff that we're eating now has increased um yeah jay yeah yeah Spanish? i uh no, I, I met my, I met, uh, I saw my dad for the first time in 10 years and moved 1700 miles and, and then Spanish, but yeah, that's how I would rank them. <laughs> Skills to learn. 
seeing yeah. parents. Yeah. yeah. Dealing with I, trauma. Honestly, I should do it's that. All. <laughs> so there you go. You know, for the listeners out there, I'm, I'm making huge moves on, on, except for, <laughs> except for the work part, but you know, the part, yeah, that's neither here nor there. Although the, li the life work you're really making up for. I am digging in to what makes the pillars of Jared stand. And uh, I will say this, that my LinkedIn game has never been stronger. I made a portfolio. That's cool. And um, Ooh, yeah. I did, I did make a portfolio. It's out there. Jared.lawson.myportfolio.com. And, um, <laughs> but I will say the, the Spanish is like, actually like I, I'm being facetious, but the Spanish is like the one thing. Um, I meet with this one lady. It's, uh, it's 20 bucks uh, every week. I have to admit, I've been slacking on my homework a little bit and she kind of called me out last night for being a bad estudiante. <laughs> But I earned that. I earned that. I earned that. I was a mall estudiante, and um, <laughs> I want to. I'm gonna be a bueno estudiante por semana. Okay. Quick shout out to our low key sponsor, italki.com. Italki.com. Veronica, right? New Jersey. I see you. Throw her all the stars. <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy though? She. The here's here's one thing I will say about italki. You get really cheap rates because often you get paired with um, someone who is a native speaker and they're kind of like teaching on the side, there is so much value in actually paying like five bucks extra an hour to get someone who's an actual teacher. I started yeah. off with this wonderful lady uh, who's in Singapore, who like is from Mexico and I mean, it was okay, but like having someone actually break down the, um, the, the, the grammar who under like because I because I actually had trouble talking in English to this lady and like, right, but that's not gonna somebody help that me. can explain it to you a little bit better like and like the logistics of it and in your syntax. language like in your yeah. yeah like like trying to be taught Spanish through Spanish wasn't really working for me I know after I talked to you about it I was definitely looking up Chinese tutors and I think uh once I get a job that's something I definitely want to dive back into that's not happening <laughs> yeah nobody's hiring right now yeah like the welcome to 2020 folks yeah, yeah. You go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah well danny um good. Still, good i just want to know more about setting stones you know danny's out there like he's so danny's yeah. danny's current jobs are stonemason uh patrick swayze assistant from ghost stonemason. assistant stonemason <laughs> yeah is that does that make you little rock assistant to the <laughs> yeah, assistant, assistant to the stonemasons, and uh, Austin saw what you did there. Yeah, sorry, that was bad. That was, um, no, it played. It played. No, that, I, I like that. It. I like that. Yeah, and then uh, he's still a trainer, still a trainer, uh, still an Instagram influencer, uh, fit, fresh, and funky, and foundation. I believe now because we're at we went Stone live Park. today. We went Found live today. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't worry, so, Danny. I lo I watched it. I watched all of it. <laughs> Missed it. Shit. What I want to know is, uh, and then he's actually the head. He's actually the head of UCLA social, UCLA alumni social department as well. So that's like a UCLA jobs. rugby. UCLA rugby. UCLA rugby alumni association. So that's like eight. He's like eight jobs. This man is a renaissance man. He can, you know, I, I'm, I'm just impressed. He's making up for the jobs that we don't have. Yep. I'm trying to pay rent. I mean, no, I, I uh, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> so I, know, I, I, I have a question. Did Suzanne's, did Suzanne's parents, like, did they say you got to pay rent now? Did it, like, what was, how many months were they, like, did they spot you? Uh, I've got a month more. 
I've got one month more, so I've got to cover the security deposits on a respective place that will take me. So oh we'll see God. what happens. Oh shit, they're kicking you out. Uh, I wouldn't I feel it. That happens, dude. You kind you of know, use- you know, birds got to leave the nest. I think I think you know I don't <laughs> you know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, at the end of the day, I'm hoping this podcast goes somewhere and they listen to this back and yeah. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> yeah. This Daddy, if this is the uh the hope or the prayer, it ain't it. Yeah. You you guys mentioned jobs. I mean, this is I'm I'm waiting for a That's why he's pushing it so hard. He's like, guys, we need to monetize. No, you do you're our social media intern and you're getting this I will I will gladly give you course credit anywhere you want to send it. Mm-hmm. I'll write you a letter rec. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did ask for you when I was in college if I could be your uh, your assistant for one summer, and you flat out said no. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I felt so many walls of trust break through. I knew you didn't have it. If that like, I feel like there's a lot of friendship in there. It's the same thing I did to Patch. You don't have the legs, you know, and uh, <laughs> there's just you know that takes a lot of more gumption in my opinion. Yeah. Don't spare me with the, with the whole thing is that when we were in college, I got you a job where we got paid. I was like four, it was like, nah, I was like 200 I did that for the banners. So- I didn't need the fucking money. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I still think about that. Me, you, and Chris shoveling bags into a fucking bus. Yeah. Humble beginnings, baby. Humble beginnings. And you sat at a hotel in downtown. Also, yeah, cards on the table. Mean? I spend all my money on you guys. Like, we... I spent, I spent, I would, I took it and I went to the bar and I threw it all behind blue drinks and then we had a great time and what was ever left over was spent at fucking Fat Sal's. I haven't had a blue drink in so Someone brought long. up an LA water recently. Oh. Was that like a like, but No, it's, uh, it is uh, just, it's, it's basically an AMF, but they swap out. I was going to say, is it the ones from Foos? No, no, not the Scorpion Boulder. LA Water was uh, usually served at Bruco. Um, and it was like a gray drink. Um, not to be confused with which the Darth Vader, right? um, which, was, which was a Long Island, but you sub out the Diet Coke for Jaeger, which just makes it a cup of alcohol and ice. Um, you know, really, I had one of those really Ryan ones. By the way, the, yeah, the Darth I've, Vader... I've several. The Darth Vader is no joke. Um, yeah, that will ruin you. I mean, the the LA Waterwood. It was it was a gray drink and a. Well, at least like our lives have improved a lot since then, you know. And uh, as twenty twenty continues, I feel like a lot of things in the world are changing. Right, desperate need of change. Um, we got BLMs. We got price transparency in healthcare. Yeah, you, that's right. You know, I was <laughs> going there. <laughs> Um, we got, we got like the lack of a need for movie theaters, like they're on their way out. And honestly, being in the industry, I don't mind it. Um, we got the Washington football team running out of excuses. Um, I can finally, right. Like, I think, I think like my theory behind it is it's just like, they can't hide behind the excuse of, Oh, we already sold this year's merchandise, you know, maybe next year. Um, but, uh, anyways. I want, I want to, I want today's hot take. It's probably not going to be it, but I want today's hot take to be that Mitch brought up so many things that we have to get through in 25 minutes. Well, we're not getting to, we're not going to this. He's, he's going to all that. He's going to whittle it down for us, Daddy. He's yeah, whittling yeah, yeah. it down this, for us. This, this is, is called hosting. Like a monologue. <laughs> that explains so much of why I did so poorly in education. <laughs> you know, I'm just building up this topic of like 
things that are changing in the world around us and we don't need to get into them because there are tons of smarter podcasts talking about them yeah right? you know what this world really needs four white dudes talking about uh their views on, on blm yeah you that's, mean ESPN? That's... <laughs> little espn rose for you guys um, um, no, I actually wanted to hear your guys. I wanted to get into um, mandatory military service, um, and just to guys to get to preface you guys on it a little bit. Um, it's something I heard like a few years back. Some old Navy dude, probably of importance, and I just don't know his name, um, brought it up on some talk show, right? And I was like, oh, that's like you know not the worst idea. And then uh, recently, last year, Pete Buttigieg talked about it again. Um, so it's like a concept that people are somewhat seriously considering, okay? And the, the idea behind it is once you turn 18, um, whether you're a high school grad or not, you should be required to commit anywhere between four months to one year of mandatory service, right? Like the time length is dependent on whatever the ruling would be. Um, so I'm the only one who actually served, but I'm curious what you guys would think about a mandatory military service, you know, post being 18. Mm, I I, even our foreigner <laughs> i can go i can go first on this one yeah. um so there's uh a lot of countries that do this you can think about um countries that major germany famously has a really robust mandatory service co yeah component um israel uh, the way that they structure israel go. south um, korea's got it the way the way that the german systems are one i'm most familiar with because i did a german girl for two years and went to high school with a bunch of german folks um the way that they structure it is that unless you are going uh, to a higher education program after um, high school, then you're required to do at least a year of service. That can either be to go into the military or it can be community service lens. Um, I'm a big fan of requiring more community engagement. I think requiring people to go into the military is not a good call. Um, you know, having people go and do more service in their direct community, um, increase like the level of empathy and understanding that people have for each other is is huge. Uh, I don't know if you could ever require something like that in the U.S. I think uh, uh, you can't even require constitutionalists <laughs> up in arms about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good luck. Uh, but like, if we did do something, I think you'd need to. You probably need to see a commitment longer than I think you mentioned four months. Like, I don't think you. You'd really get anywhere in that but yeah um in general yeah. i think just more i think the idea behind four months is that's like the length of some of the basic trainings right so you go through you get like just a little just enough structure to not be an asshole and then you know you go back into the world if you want and if you don't have the option then you can stay in the military so i think i, I want to jump in here i think um similar to what dave said i, I think there's a couple things here that just on an infrastructure level would sort of like be an issue in the sense that like, as a country, we already have probably, we have like the biggest, we have the most amount of airplanes in the world, Air Force. And then the second country, with the second biggest organization with the most amount of airplanes is what, Mitch? The second, what? Who has oh, no, the second I think, most? I think you, Navy you know the, has the most. Navy, Navy has well, the Navy most. and then it's the Air Force, right? Yeah. So like we're going one, two, on all the shit that can kill anything, you know? And like, so yeah. my point is like, it feels like we've got military down. Like, and, and yeah. as a country- we don't, we don't need more military. But you, you say this, and so before this, I looked it up, Army didn't meet their numbers last year. It's like 480,000 recruits a year is like 
you know, some rough number on what they look for. And they lowered the standards to get in. You don't even need, like, you can speak English or Spanish now, and they're still not hitting their numbers. So in my mind, what that means, um, and I also think we're, this is a different time. And what I mean by that is that, like, technology, especially in weaponry, has moved at such an accelerated rate that I don't necessarily know if more bodies is going to contribute to anything to a larger bureaucracy and just more people doing dumb jobs. Living with someone who's in the military right now, like so much of what I hear is that it, it really is, there's a lot of bureaucracy. It's not, you know, and it's just like a lot of handholding and stuff like that. I definitely, and I also think that like, what the, there's so, the, one of the reasons that so many people got into the military, especially in the seventies was, uh, you know, the GI bill, like you, there's a, so many benefits of joining the military, you know, you get the GI bill, VA loans, stuff like that. So it was really like such a financial incentive and such a great way for people that were in a poor economic situation to sort of jump levels very quickly. Um, but that being said is that to me, that seems more of a symptom that you're treating the symptom and not the illness. Why do these people feel the need to go into something and give their life over to afford an education that should already be afforded to them to try to like make something of them? So like, if you're willing to go die for your country, I'm That's a million. I'm, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like then you're willing to probably read a book. And so I, I, I would rather not have you to jump through these hurdles or go through these workarounds just to get what you want. I'd rather provide you with an infrastructure and send all that money and stuff like that into a situation that could up. I'd rather do better school systems. I'd rather do better hospitals. Not to mention that yeah, this yeah. country, not to mention this country in general has maybe 300 million people. And just the shit, I just don't think we, I don't think we even know what we would do. Lastly, my last point is that unlike other countries, you have to think about the context of what, conscription always meant here and the draft was such a horrible thing for us that i just don't know from a pr standpoint that you'll ever move the needle enough to get people behind that that's an awesome answer yeah it was i love that second point Jared. like there's just there's so much stuff this can go towards to better yeah. our society rather than just like more more military i mean that's that's my view on it definitely i mean i think one argument um, for the military, like, I, I mean, I served, right? And I am, I despised my time in, right? But like you were, everybody's gonna work with assholes. I happen to work with more than <laughs> my fair share. Um, but uh, but I think one benefit, like I would, I would recommend it to certain people. Like, I think it is an opportunity to get out of a situation that, you know, maybe you couldn't have otherwise, yeah. right? Like, I think, I think they do provide an education. They do provide money um for school you know they paid for me to go to a good school um and i don't think i would have had that opportunity if i had gone to college right away or if i had just like taken more time off you know um and i definitely can think of certain friends of mine who would have benefited from a uh you know at least a small stint in the military just to kind of get them to danny. like introduce you <laughs> danny uh i don't know i thinking of danny in the military would be so weird Mm -hmm. um no 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 tiny dancer means a whole fucking different thing in the barracks yeah <laughs> Danny, you got any thoughts um i think i think jared honestly that that answer kind of debunked yeah. a lot of, kind of what i what i always thought about it i i have always and and recently more more so than ever i've i've, I've always been bringing up this topic of people should be having some form of mandatory service uh because i've seen it I, I know a particular Norwegian family who had two sons who I ended up knowing and they ended up serving their, their mandate service. And what I saw their experience was how much they learned about survival skills, how much they learned about 
I mean, I'd say basic discipline. I mean, I'd say they came, they, it seemed that they came back from their service um, a lot more attentive to what they want from in life in terms mm -hmm. of if they went to the military and they went, I do not want to do this ever again. At least they knew roughly what maybe their passions were, were, were originally drawn towards or honestly, at the end of the day, I kind of, I, I've kind of always just seen it as a way for a lot of people who have maybe not been given that, that, that natural discipline in their life. And don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not out here thinking there should be this, this hardened discipline to, to how everyone's raised. But I think in a lot of ways, it, it, it perks you up to understand a little bit of humility, a little bit of what you want. And at the end of the day, um, I think what you don't want is more than anything else. Um, just, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the military service in, in America, like, like everyone's just kind of just said it, it is so overfunded or at least it is so given, it is given so much funding that, uh, you know, you question how, how much could you contribute to it? And when you're asking every single citizen to contribute to it, what would that do? I mean, that's, that's how else I saw your answer. I think there's just so many like bigger things that we could contribute that amount of, effort to that would benefit this country versus mm -hmm. the military like to your point down the military is in a in a fine spot like yeah okay they missed the recruitment numbers we're fine like just jared i can see that you've got a point you want yeah. to chime in on let me hear it well i wanted to honestly piggyback what you kind of said a couple steps ago in the sense that like i i understand what you're saying like we have like you know to put these aging worlds through something to make them better people which like i think we always kind of in this country was like, well, you go to college, be a better person. And obviously that hasn't panned out to be the case. And like, and that became a for profit system. And, and yep. we already had a pot about it, but just similar to what you said, like, I just hate this idea of funneling everybody in the military. Not to say that like, you shouldn't, if you want to go fucking go, there's a lot of great benefits. Mitch is obviously one of them. So is, so is Grant, like you should obviously go and, and I'm all for it. I'm just, I just don't like the idea that if you don't want to go, you still have to go. So my thing is, I think, yeah. I think you should have options. And, and, and what came to mind is like peace corps. If you want to, yeah. Like, I don't have a problem if you do four months, like if then it's like, look, you got to do something for four months. We all do it. Because if I had an 18 year old, and it's like, all right, you're gonna go to New Hampshire and like, fucking help out with cranberry dams. I don't know. I don't know what needs help. You know, I'm not. But I'm just saying that, like, to me, that seems like an like, okay, like it, it forces you to grow up a little bit to hopefully get some perspective. And I, I you know, four months isn't really a long time in the grand scheme of things and and if it can help out other people you know like that seems like a great skill yeah maybe yeah and putting people in a different uh a different community a different environment giving folks from a lot of privilege the exposure to what folks with less privilege have to deal with in a day-to-day -day, giving folks less privileged backgrounds the opportunity to go into communities where there is a lot more resources and give them access to those kind of like networking opportunities that could be that could be huge too yeah and yeah, i i there, one second yeah. one one second there is a culture that does this pretty famously and i don't we haven't touched on it yet but like mormons like the mission is a huge part of their culture and this is essentially kind of what we're talking about um and that to like i don't have a problem with that like like, because I think that's actually one of the good things that they do. But I also would say that, like, you know, I do believe that if you're 18 and you can die in this country, you should have you should have the right to have a beer. 
So I just don't like the government like mandatory making you do anything, to be honest. Like I have such a sticky issue with that. Incentivize mm-hmm. it all you want, but like the, the forced anything, it just gets my freedom up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I dude, I think you killed it. Like yeah, that, that's applause. If it's yeah. not coming through on the microphone, those are Jared, Jared, just yeah. add that in later. Yeah, yeah, post, 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 post. Uh, just, just rapturous applause. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I mean I, I think that was a fantastic answer. I don't really have anything uh more to go on that. Oh, man. Um I was gonna talk about, you know, big changes that you think we need, but that's a long conversation. It probably gets political, and I don't think we need that. What I think we do need, what I think everybody needs, is Taylor Swift's new album, Folklore. Oh shit. I think it's I think it's a 2020 mood and it's what everybody needs to hear right now. This week's hot take. This hot week's hot take. I'm gonna come, to me about I want to can I can I can I hit it off and then and see where you guys want to go with it? Come Musicology. Come All right. Coming at you. Okay, so it's one, I'll set the scene. It's gotten fantastic reviews all over. Um and I I'm getting feedback in my ear, which is why I'm like fucking up. Um, it's getting fantastic reviews all over. And, but I've listened to it. And so the national did the backing. If you know, the national, it's a great band, stuff like yep. that. Um, yeah. So that's pretty awesome. What I didn't so, know that. That's awesome. Yeah. And so the folklore stuff, like I, one, she clearly went back to her roots. She's always had amazing songwriting skills. I'll say this. It felt like she went back to her roots. It she felt, felt so much. Well, you know why? She couldn't talk to any boys. She was in the quarantine, no boys. Because we know that pain, no boys. Oh, and like, come on. T-Swift with no boys, maybe, maybe, I was thinking like, is she the female version? This is going to sound sacrilegious. How about is just, she instead of no boys, dude, instead of no, no, instead of no boys, it's just like, no bullshit. Like, you get a step, yes. imagine how liberating that is as a, as a fucking celebrity who's constantly in the eye. Like, she just gets a getaway from bullshit. Okay, and I think the well, perfect so, song for this. One, so one point about that, last, last Great American Dynasty, I'm just going to throw that out there. That's her mood. That's how she approached the album. I'll say this, though. I think the album's boring. Boom. There. I think the album's boring. I understand the okay. fucking reviews. Tee this up. Tee this up just to I think the album's boring. in the knees. Because it's all, it's all acoustic stuff, and there's not a lot, of, you know, there's not a lot of background to it. Like, because her, I prefer her, like, 1989 red stuff, more pop-heavy sort of in the vein of Madonna, crap like I mean, that. We all know that I'm a big 1989 fan. You know, we rock that. For there's not a lot of hooks. There's not a lot of hooks. Let's be honest. There's not, not a lot of hooks. I agree, but there's a lot more story. There's okay. a lot more story. I agree with Dave. She went back to her roots. Um, her roots is country and, music, just so we fucking oh, like. Okay, but even her country was a little poppy. You know? That's what I'm saying. You're, you're saying her roots. And I'm like, her roots yeah, yeah, was yeah. like no, Tim McGraw crying like, on I, my guitar. It, it's still yeah okay but it's still it's still poppy it's Jump just not that high you know synth you know party pop or whatever she was doing uh um, so what so that's what i'm saying it's clearly it's clearly a divulgence what about that what about her going to this like because you always loved coffeehouse music and it's like a bon iver impression in my opinion i th- i think that i think what it is is I, I think it really appeals to being stuck at home all day right and i think i think like it's a very settled nature. Like, I'm not going to go out. I don't need bangers right now. You know, Lil Wayne dropped 65 albums in the first, or 65 songs in the first half of this year. I don't need that right now. I love it. 
But what I need is something chill, just to mellow out at home. And this gets me through my day. I get it. She encapsulated melancholy and that's like synonymous with how you feel at the moment. That, okay, there we go. Danny, have you heard the album? I have not. I haven't. In fact, as you guys were all chatting about the album, because I, and while I was, I, I was passively Fresh listening to you guys. I got, up. <laughs> I, I did not listen to it. I, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I, God, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of her last album, um, which I, I'm just not an expert in this field at all. I mean, Taylor Swift, Don't Me Wrong, fantastic album, loved every song from it. I personally just, I think to Dave's point as well, I think that, that's, a, that, that's actually what I want to talk about right now. I think when yeah. you step away from the bullshit, I think at the end of the day, um, when I just looked up her net worth, it says she's worth 400 million. She doesn't need this new album. She doesn't need anything more. She doesn't need. Yeah, but she's a musician. She needs to, also, you know, yeah, she's release an her creative energies. Absolutely, I think... absolutely. She's that. She's that amazing. Like, is is every? I have such a, a hatred for the the fact that new artists or new performers can't make any sort of success because there's so many people in the spotlight still. There's so many big icons that just. You saying she's drowning because, out. The, the new I game. think she's drowning out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, don't be wrong. Her stuff might be good, but there's someone I can, I don't know this for certain, obviously, but Jared could probably tell me there's someone in, on her team or somewhere attached to her label that's allowing her to occupy any sort of wavelength anywhere. And yeah, I'm not she sure. Stuck with Pink Man. I haven't even heard, heard it. I don't even, I've never heard one, I haven't heard one song from it, but I have, I, I, I can really tell you right now, there are. There are 5,000 other performers who just released songs, just like Mitch said. I mean, Lil Wayne just had how many in the last year? I'm not saying yeah. that Lil Wayne needs it either, but I'm saying that there are people out there who have music, have reasons to share things that could that could benefit you know society in some way through music, and they're just not gonna they're not gonna get to share it because unfortunately, the way our system works is that Taylor Swift hogs the entire thing, and that isn't a jab at Taylor Swift. I don't think she deserves to have any sort of hatred for that. She's very successful and she's very good. But I think it's I think it's also the way the system works is that because she's able to do that, it then hurts the entire industry. Okay. Well, if you want a new artist, or you know, he's been on the scene for a little while, but if you want somebody in the same melancholy mood, you got to look up Joji. J O J I. He's uh used to go by this name Pink Man or Pink Pink Guy. Anyways, whatever. Fucking Joji, much better. <laughs> pink man no 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 i mean because because then it was like it was kind of this like crass like like humorous kind of music and now it's more kind of serious and you know more toned down and to, to, to taylor swift's credit she took she took a time when when everybody is like fucked up and hurting and, and honestly i think this is just her expressing herself to dave's point and i think that's beautiful and i think if you enjoy taylor swift she made music that you probably really like I really only enjoy Taylor Swift for like the pop hits because mm -hmm. like her brand doesn't speak to me. And Danny is really talking about like, obviously it's like music is a machine. Like they're, they're all, everyone's out to make money and Taylor Swift is bigger than her music. She's a brand. So like, and that's a, the reason you can tell that is her last album was kind of universally panned, but because everyone wants to hear it, it still gets the number one plays on Spotify and that still makes the most money. So it's sort of a vicious cycle until you know, she gets kind of too old to market. Which, you know, her little transition to folk kind of gives you a little bit more time in that. So, you know, like pop stars have a shorter lifespan than folk stars do. So I thought that was 
a little advantageous on her part, advantageous, however, tomato, uh, zucchini, but all things considered, I, you know what she brought, you know what I really appreciate? She made a lot of people happy by bringing out that album and, and, and fuck man, we need that more than ever. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Thank you guys. Um, I think that's time for this week's ad. All right, wonderful. This week's ad uh, brought to you by plastic t-shirts and jeans uh, for when in instead of comfort, you want to be sweaty, more flammable, and even capable of producing squeaks on the dance floor. Uh, PVC has been used in fashion since the 60s and it hit full stride in the 90s. Time is a flat circle, fashion is a pendulum. It was 30 years between PVC being introduced and, and hitting a craze in the 90s. It's been 30 years since the 90s. I'm just saying PVC is due for a, a comeback in, in clothing. Also, the way this ad was written, it's pretty intriguing. The ad, uh, the ad script is uh, plastic t-shirts and jeans. Is this like a panda sh eat shoots and leaves kind of situation? Are we talking like just a regular plastic t-shirt, regular denim jeans? Are we talking full plastic ensemble. I don't know. It's for the audience to decide. But the, the advice from a Three Men a Little Pod is the time is now. Invest your stonks. Uh, buy, buy, buy on plastic t-shirts and jeans. Why wash yeah, your clothes? Work from home wear. Yeah, exactly. You just, you just, you know, brush a hose on it. Why wash your clothes when you can recycle them? Yeah, and when you're done. Exactly. It's those... very ecological. There's the millennial play. Really, yeah. we're just ready. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. if they end up in the ocean, those turtles are going to be looking so good. I have a question. Is it, is it, is it like, is it late? Is the jeans like, okay, so plastic jeans, is it like latexy? It's PVC. It's, yeah, I mean, kind of like, like how less, less comfortable than latex. Cause hear me like, out, hear me out. I think this could be a big hit in the, uh, in the adult scene, you know? Cause I know, cause think about that. Well, fun fact, when I was trying to look into uh, yeah, how plastic has been used, and, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but might as well. A lot of not safe for work. When I was looking into the, uh, the history of PVC clothing, I found the PVC clothing Wikipedia article. A lot of fun facts about the photos they use there. One, um, there's two photos that are clearly from the same guy. <laughs> So he clearly went in and edited the PVC clothing article on Wikipedia to include his own pictures. Um, uh, it's just like him in a random house. And then two, uh, there is a, a, an image of a dominatrix in PVC clothing Makes with sense. just uh, a wow. susan of side boob with nipple, Ooh. which yeah, I was but not expecting tasteful. from a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Yeah, but you'd think like, you know, you wouldn't expect that to just be on uh, Wikipedia. It's enlightening. So anyway. I go. hope that's I our next uh, Super Bowl ad. <laughs> bondage wear brought to you oh, by pvc there you go much like we've covered a lot of it i mean like talking about spandex for men and all that yeah but i think the real the real millennial play and the way to bring back uh plastic in a clothing more is uh you just make it out of the like spud wear like the plastics they use uh, uh made made potatoes mm, i'm gonna look that up i'm gonna throw something okay. out there right. thank you it's so it. much this week's episode i want to throw yeah. i want to throw a little extra credit out here now that we're talking about some stuff and i want to know we don't have to get too deep into it but i want to know if anyone so i was on i was on the bumble on the dating profiles uh i'm saying bumble the bumble for the youths for the for youths the uh and i saw this thing called ggg does anybody here know what that means what that advertisement means i'm talking oh, we're doing a reply we're doing a reply all uh skit this yeah. is in does another any, famous podcast for reply all this is called yes yes no Oh, well, I think, 
I'm I'm a no. I don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah. And I I, I had to look it up. Mitch, so don't I'm go obviously a yes. You know what? Yes. Oh, yeah, time out. Okay, yeah. okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Danny. No, but do you know what it means, Mitch? Or are you just interested? No, I'm just interested. okay. Okay, so I we got two no's. I want to know more. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I I was gonna say good I, was great, but I've got no idea. Danny. I uh, I I. Oh, it's a bondage thing. I don't know what it stands for. I I thought it just meant like you're. I, I mean, I, I've been at the game for Why now. Bullshit, yeah, what I, what I, the bullshit, man? One of the G's means like giving. No. It's, it's something to do with giving. Hey, Jer- it's Jared, something to do with giving. Okay. Okay. Danny's kind of close. Mitch is kind of close. The, 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 the triple G, as it were, uh, stands for good, uh, giving, and game. And what that means is you're good in bed, you're, you're willing to give as equally as you receive, and you're game for anything in the realm of, like, like you know, kinky shit. It's apparently a, a a sex term crafted in like the early O's, but got popular on Cosmo. And the sense that like okay. it's supposed to like yeah. So if you're, it just basically it says I think the the thing for me that caught me off guard, thing that caught me off guard is like who's not willing at least even if you were privately, who wouldn't openly say oh I'm down for all those things like I'm I'm good in bed. I'm always willing to go 50 I would love it though if it's, I would love it if the acronym was like NGGG. Like, no, I'm, not, I'm actually not good at bed. Yeah. yeah. Really giving and great. Or, or even better for everything. I'm just not great, good at it. Great in bed, zero. Like, it's GOG. It's like, zero, <laughs> like I will not reciprocate. Please give me all the pleasure, but I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. You at know? most, an OTPHJ. An OTPHJ. That's all. Yeah. Cause like I saw that and I was just like, that is. And then I looked it there up. And, yeah. You know, so. Um, so this week's does? ad brought to you by plastic t-shirts and jeans, <laughs> GGG and OTPHJ. All right, Mitch, back to you for the lightning round. That is perfect setup for the lightning round. We're going to start off with Dave. These are going to be quick. These are going to be quick. Uh, um, What's like Danny's sex life? Hey, yo. GGG. Okay, Dave. Yeah. Conspiracy theories or mythological creatures? Oh, mythological creatures. Nirvana or Soundgarden? Nirvana. Lemon bars or brownies? Lemon bars. Live well or be remembered? Fuck. Uh, I think live well. Okay. I feel like 2020. <laughs> we all need to live. Right? We all need to live as well. Okay. As we anybody? Can. Anybody got any questions for him on those? Yeah. Give him five shots and see what that last one becomes like. <laughs> Yeah, give Jared, give me five shots and you'll have uh, a blacked out uh, cheesecake quesadilla. Exactly. No I, shots for this guy. We need more cheesecake quesadillas. Okay, cool. Um, Jared, you ready? Yeah. Electric cars or diesel trucks? Diesel trucks. Anthony Hopkins or Robert De Niro? Oh, oh man, Anthony Hopkins. Good breakfast or great dessert? Good breakfast. Electric bikes. Or pedal power. Pedal power. Fuck electricity. <laughs> yeah, you're really not on that electricity <laughs> game today. <laughs> Good breakfast, though, over a great dessert. Yeah, well, I think if you know me, uh, I yeah. don't like desserts. Uh, not that I don't like them, I just don't give a shit about it. But like a great, like a great What is eggs a good and, breakfast for you? Oh, mean, dude, give me, I'll take it in a burrito. I'll like a, like a breakfast burrito with a bunch of eggs uh, and sausage. I think burritos might hands down the best breakfast out yeah, there. Yeah, breakfast burritos are great, but I'll Maybe even take best food. a heaping full of like scrambled eggs, like like an omelet or something like that, and then give me all the fucking meat sides you can get, hash browns, throw it all together. Because I think it's a little yep. cheap if I said, 
good breakfast and I threw in French toast and pancakes because there's a lot of gray. Kind of yeah, that's like my, my cereal yeah. belief now. Yeah. Okay. Danny, CrossFit or Bougie Fitness? CrossFit. Coffee or tea? Tea. Mario or Sonic? Mario. Okay. Is that a word? And I think he said Mario. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Mario, yeah. I never played Sonic. It was before my time. Oh, just ahead. Like you a know, just, it he was a, he kept was coming out two. after you were born, though. Yeah, right? Mario like, was ahead of your was time. There was a movie. Too, there was literally a movie that <laughs> just, just came out. out. I think it's. Yeah. I think they've released a Sonic like every four years or something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Well, I initially thought Sonic Burger. So. Oh uh, yes. Mario yeah, the video game. Yeah. That's an ESL. That's an ESL <laughs> look right there. You didn't get the analogy. Which one of these doesn't fit? Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Check that shit for fumes. <laughs> yeah. Or lack of. He's probably just God choking damn. on carbon monoxide. <laughs> Danny, last one for you. You ready? Go on. Con- concrete or mud? <laughs> Mescala. Mescala. <laughs> Okay, it's guys, that's it. as well. Three little men in a mezcla. Three yeah. little men in a mezcla in a shed. Wow. We um, did it. That brings us to our uh, long anticipated collusion. Collusion. <laughs> Conclusion. <laughs> Episode five is done. Mm. There we go. Mm. It was a good one. I liked it. Yeah. It was quick. I liked it. Yeah. I think we got right down to the bare bones of it. Yeah, it didn't feel rushed. Did it? You know? It was good to mention you kept us you kept us moving. I was I kept like I you know like when I got up to go away I went to go grab my lightning rounds but um I uh yeah lightning I was like I was, great. I was waiting I, love those. I was waiting for like the right segue to kind of jump in and change it. I didn't like the Nirvana one. I I disagree strongly with that answer. They were just like such a formative part of my childhood like I got oh. really into them at one stage. I think I would have been Soundgarden. So- yeah, I would pick Soundgarden as well. Cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool. To be fair, though, like, no, like, what? So, I have a question. What was your, what was your, like, what's your go-to tracks from Nirvana? Like, if you were, like, what were you? Did you? I assume the live concert had a deep impact, like the MTV Unplugged. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got so far into it that I had like a this huge like greatest hits compendium of theirs and. um yeah, I think like Come As You Are was big for me. Um, Hot Shape Box. Yeah. Man Ruled the World. Those yeah. are probably the ones that I just. Lake of, Lake of Fire was always one of my favorites, you know? And I just, I, that's the thing about like Kirk is that like, well, one, Dave Grohl's drumming, like if, when you yeah. listen to Teen Spirit, like fuck that thing. Bangs, oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I read a. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I should have done just I read a like Grohl a specific one. I read a graphic novel of uh, Nirvana's like origin stories and stuff. It was pretty, pretty fucking dark. And I definitely should not have read it at such a young age. Uh, but the way that Cobain describes um, when he first heard Dave Grohl play drums, it's like nothing else you'll, you'll ever hear. Like his level of respect for that was just, yeah, Same. astounding. And fucking Dave Grohl. Like I'll just go and be the drummer for one of the most successful bands in history. And then I'm just going to front, the yeah. other <laughs> I'm gonna do it oh and then i'm gonna guest star on Sto- uh, queens of the stone age and play the drum and that's gonna be by far their most successful and popular song you know what uh, yeah right fuck yeah one of my favorite parts about the dave Grohl thing so he started off playing guitar 
and he wanted to learn drums, but he couldn't afford a drum set. So he set up a drum kit with pillows and just practiced as a kid. Damn. And like, really? yeah, which I think actually explains why he hits so hard. Because that's one thing Kirk Cobain says, like the first time he saw Dave play, they had to get someone to physically hold the drum set as he was playing because he was hitting him so fucking hard. Because he brings the fucking thunder. He reminds me of Bonham. Bonham also fucking raked the fucking drums. Got a thunder right there, man. Oh, Jay. Oh, oh there we go. Yeah, Sorry, just, you cut out for a second there. It reminds you of... It reminds you of Bonham from Led Zeppelin. He also hit the kit mm. hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you hear him come through... Because they often said that, like, nope, like, you just couldn't stay... Like, production would get blown out, you know? Yeah. Fun stuff. Well, I watched, I watched uh, Kurt Cobain's... Um, the, the, the animated documentary that came out, which is, it's, it was called Montage of Heck. And um, it's basically like an animated version of his, a documentary of his life. And I must have been about thirteen when I watched it. Maybe four, no, sorry, not thirteen. I was I was in high school. I was, yeah. uh, was I? I was younger, and um, I can't remember who I was. But the point is, is that I remember watching it and seeing his life, you know, in animated form, and it, I just remember thinking, "Shit, this is why music can be sometimes really dark." And you know, you often think about musicians, and you think, "Ah, oh, they're all these like limelight, spotlighted people. They have perfect yeah. lives." And then you realize I don't think I would ever think that. I don't think I've ever really? looked at a musician and been like, you have a perfect life. I think being a comedian is probably the hardest, most un, you know, un um, appreciative art. But I think being a musician, like that just sounds so tough. Like if you actor or a musician, like playing the same sets over and over, doing tours, it's kind of like a very routine <laughs> process. Not I'm not, well, not so talking about the music. I'm talking about yeah. just like the the rotations in their work but let's also just think like if you were going to talk about an artist whose life you'd want and where everything works out fine it it ain't it's like that's pretty much as far the other other direction the the graphic novel i read is called godspeed and i just i googled it quickly just to see what it was in the uh <laughs> You guys should just Google it. the the front The front cover is basically Kurt Cobain like crying into a little literal puddle of tears after he's like ripped apart some like cherubim wings that he has growing up. <laughs> you know what? This is actually, this is actually to continue this little dark thing, and this is all I have to say. Like, so the grunge movement in general. If you think about yeah. all the heavy hitters in the grunge movement, um, heroin in Seattle in the '90s was so ubiquitous. Yeah. Like, Lane died of it. Chris Cornell had struggled with it. And then eventually he passed away from, you know, auspicious, like just really bad circumstances, whatever happened, happened. Kurt went like almost, yeah. the, you know, so like the only one who still survived is Eddie Vedder. And he really never was in Seattle during that. Like uh, the original mm -hmm. lead singer for Pearl Jam also died of a heroin overdose, Andy Wood. So no one really made it out, um, yeah. which is, but also it's Thanks, interesting. Heroin. Yeah. But if you want, it's always interesting to think is my last point, how much the drugs of the time affected music. Cause cocaine's so tied into 1980s hair metal. And then you go right in ecstasy, right in ecstasy. And then you have LSD uh, for like kind of the seventies and tripping yeah. and like, that's why songs were so much faster in the eighties. And that's why songs Weed, were so much longer. Things down. Yeah. yeah. And then like with heroin, you're kind of back to the slow grind. And, but heroin has such a dark come down that, acid and lsd don't you know also like because 60s and 70s so long because pot everyone's like fucking taking forever yep so yeah <laughs> there you go there you go all right folks someone's gotta wrap it up getting to see we'll, yeah, no, we'll wrap it up
with right. our classic. Out. I did. Wrap it with our classic pants. I, I, I closed it. I closed it out like ten minutes. Ago. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're still in episode five. Or this is this is uh, way, a nice three minute chat. little pod after the after, pod after dark after the pod five point two and a half post pod. <laughs> All right, guys, I got to drop off, but it was lovely seeing you all Uh, miss you guys. I'm glad we were able to do this kind of last minute. And I'm sorry I wasn't able to be free later in the week, but we'll catch you. All All I did had to do is threaten our friendship and we got it going. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. toss around a couple of casual biting insults. Hey, hold this grenade real quick. Yeah, yeah. I I like to, I like, I'm fucking spicy. I, you know. I do like, I do like Mitch just tossing gasoline on it. Like, be like, oh, I guess I'll, I guess I'll, you know, throw that out. And then uh, at least it's guaranteed to get you guys responding. By and, the way, uh, and- Dave being the voice of reason, the minute he typed assholes, like, oh, that was harsh, Jared. But if Mitch had said that, I would have like dug in deeper. You would have like, thrown your computer. <laughs> I'm glad you read it that way too. Cause I was like, this, you gotta do something with this. <laughs> And I kind of just tossed it thinking like, yeah, Jared might blow up at me, yes. actually. Yeah. <laughs> this could be it. <laughs> I appreciate it because obviously I want to throw it out there, but I want to have a productive conversation and get the pod going. So I'm like, I won't poke the bear yet. It's the humidity. I don't, there is something about anger and being at the 75% wetness that just is... <laughs> Yeah, I, I kid you not. It's, it's 90 degrees outside and like 100% humidity. I walked outside. It's like a light drizzle. And uh, I'm just soaking wet from sweat. And I'm like, I guess I'll start my run. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, throw, it, throw it back. Yeah. So like, I don't usually have the AC on, but I'll turn it on before I leave on a workout. And then I'll come back to a nice AC house. <laughs> uh, one last thing I'll say is, Danny, I, uh, I don't know... I don't know if I'm ever going to enjoy more watching a man in a bucket hat with a pedo stash in a shed chugging beers. I think I can't wait to see your neighbors watch you fucking crawl out of this cave because, oh <laughs> my God, you're a Reddit One post way to happen. Like, is, someone's it's like, so good. there's a, there's a 20 something fit instructor with like, with like a bucket. To me, it's, 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 to me, it's leaving the dark shed because there's not lights. Yeah. <laughs> so it just comes out of an unlit just, shed. Everybody and probably thinks you're in there jerking oh, off. Yeah, but the best part is, no one, all, all they hear is him laughing. Just like every five <laughs> couple minutes, just like hear him chuckling and then being like, no, Taylor yeah. Swift's album was actually really transcendent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think they're locking up the bipolar kid back there. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Good seeing you all. Uh, so Have a lovely one oh, yeah. note. One note for Dave: If you do go back on the album, um, oh, "Cardigan" is obviously the hot song, but "Cardigan," August, and Betty all sing to each other. They're from different perspectives of a uh, cheating relationship. I thought it was a triangle. Sorry. Well, it, no, no, no. It's it's the first one. "Cardigan" is the girl who's being cheated on. Um, August is from the the girl who's cheating perspective and then betty is from the guy's perspective well i want to exit the taylor conversation swiftly so it's been great to see you guys yeah that's what i (laughs) thought all right see you all right good night guys go check out joji later y'all nice to meet you where you've been i could show you incredible things magic madness heaven sin saw you there and i thought oh my god look at that face Look like my next mistake. Once again, wanna play? 
Good for a weekend. 